Welcome to Single Mom MD. We bond together in this community to help single moms, both MDs and DOs, get the support we need when we need it. I'm Dr. Gail Clifford, and I'm here to help my colleagues have an easier time of it than I did. Enjoy the podcast and join us in the Single Mom MD community. Pick up our article, Genius Things to Do on Sunday for a Successful Week at Work, at singlemommd.org backslash mom. Today we're diving into a topic that might make some of us cringe, tax season. So it's time to circle April 15th, 2024 on your calendars, ladies. That's D-Day for filing your 2023 individual tax return. And for those of you who are forward thinkers, paying the first installment of your 2024 estimated taxes. And if you're a business owner or in a partnership, don't let March 15th sneak up on you. That's the deadline for filing those returns. Got all that? Well, today we're tackling this tax season head-on with tips and insights for how to get ready for it, and hopefully a few laughs along the way. Because I've had to spend nearly 100 hours each year getting paperwork organized for my taxes, which always seems ridiculous to me. I'm pulling my hair out and screaming at the VA because things just aren't right. And it was about five years ago that I hired a VA whose prime purpose was organizing my receipts. Every purchase, every mortgage payment, every utility bill, every itemized expense on my credit card or bank account, that was supposed to go into an Excel spreadsheet so that when it was time to send everything to the accountant, it's a couple of clicks and you have it ready, right? Well, somehow it doesn't quite get that way. And it's really easy to get behind on organizing those receipts to begin with. But instead of being easy to organize by my accountant's preferred setup, so whether it was charitable deductions or office expenses, I still had to go back and confirm things were put in right, which is why this year, despite my busy agenda, being back to work, two jobs that I fly in to, um, I've taken the job back myself of entering those receipts. Now, I understand it may not be the best use of my time, and I've talked a lot about offloading, but I try and combine it with something else like downtime at work. But it's going to be best in the long run for me to be sure I've saved every penny by paying exactly what I owe in taxes. I think it's easy to forget what our taxes pay for when we think about how much money appears to be wasted in the government, but our taxes do pay to keep the country running, and I'm okay with that. I just don't want to pay any more than I owe. So first, let's talk about understanding your tax obligations. Sometimes it seems like a mystery. As physicians, we deal with a unique set of financial circumstances. We've got our income, uh, possibly from different sources, maybe our student loan considerations, and if you're lucky, unlike me, you'll get to deduct at least your interest, and of course those single parent specifics. Now, add the ever-changing tax laws to the mix and voila, you've got a receipt for, well, a headache. But let's simplify this. First, know the forms from W-2s, which you get from your employers, to 1099s, which you get when you're doing consulting work, and everything in between. Once you start investing, you're likely to have K-1s coming in from multiple sources, which adds another layer. Those are from my real estate syndication. And you have to keep abreast of the tax law changes, but yes, it's as fun as it sounds, but it's crucial. Remember, being informed is being empowered. I do think it's okay to count on your accountant for that. So make sure you have a good one. So 
let's talk next about organizing your financial records. I know, I know. With our hectic schedules, organizing anything, let alone financial records, can seem daunting. But just consider a world where tax season rolls around and you're not frantically searching for receipts under your kids' stuffed animals. Dreamy, right? Digital tools and apps are our friends here. They can track expenses, log those mileage records, and keep everything neat and tidy for when Uncle Sam comes knocking. Organizing tax documents can be as thrilling as watching paint dry. But here's a tip. Find a spot in your home for these documents or go digital. I actually use a um, box from the post office. You know those ones that are like $17.95 to send whatever weight? I just put the year on the front of them and put all my receipts in it. And I have them stacked in the garage box by box, year by year. But scanning the receipts onto your computer can save you a world of hassle. And hey, why not snap a picture with your phone as a backup? It's like your personal tax document insurance policy. I use Genius Scan on my phone. It's a free app. And I have one of the documents labeled 2023 taxes and one 2024 taxes. That way, during the in-between time when I'm finding receipts for both, I can use my phone to snap a photo or load right into Genius Scan while getting the receipt into the Excel spreadsheet on my computer. So next, let's talk about maximizing deductions and credits. The, they really are the superheroes of tax season. Child care expenses, check. Home office deductions, yep. Those medical conferences you attend, absolutely. It's like a scavenger hunt, but instead of finding trinkets, you're finding money-saving opportunities. And let's not forget about alimony, child support, and their tax implications. It's about making sure every dollar you're entitled to stays in your pocket. Think of deductions and credits as the financial fairy godparents to single mom physicians. Keeping track of contributions is key. For those cash donations under $250, hold on to a bank record or receipt. Go over $250 and you'll need a receipt from the charity before you file. And if you're donating property, snap a photo and keep a detailed list. I think it's really important to seek professional help because it's so easy to feel overwhelmed. It's perfectly okay to call in the cavalry, also known as a tax professional, especially if you're juggling multiple roles and just need someone to take the tax reins. They're like GPS for the tax world, guiding you through the twists and turns, ensuring you don't miss any crucial uh, deductions or savings. Um, and someone I know even refers to them as the Gandalf to their Frodo, in case you want a more literary reference. Remember, getting your financial house in order isn't just about meeting deadlines. It's about giving yourself peace of mind. I encourage you to check out my course for assembling your financial team because sometimes it takes a village to tackle taxes. You can find that at www.singlemommd.org. Next, dealing with common tax challenges. We've all faced our share of tax challenges, whether it's dealing with irregular income streams or playing catch up with back taxes. There's always a solution. And let's not forget the mental game. Stress and taxes can go hand in hand, but they don't have to. Managing stress is just as important as managing your finances. So when you have a challenge, ask for help. Ask your accountant. Ask the IRS. Because the IRS is there not just to collect. They're also there to help. They can be a resource and support. Their resources can be incredibly valuable, especially for those in the healthcare sector. They might seem daunting, but they're really just a treasure trove of information waiting to be explored. Think of tax season as a marathon, not a sprint. If you need an extension, there's no shame in that. 
Just make sure you estimate what you owe and pay by April 15th. Otherwise, you'll get hit with a bunch of extra charges. Filing an extension gives you more time to file, not to pay. Keep that in mind as you budget for your 2023 contributions to your IRA, which, by the way, you can make up until April 15th. So I talked with some of my uh, clients in the Single Mom MD program and asked for their questions. And Tammy asked how she could find the right person to be her accountant. And that's such an important question. I used the people recommended to me, not by good friends, but people at the hospital when I first became an attending. It was like a roller coaster ride. One year, I'd receive a $10,000 refund, which I put right to student loans. But then the next, I'd owe $10,000 more, which, as you know, with how much I was paying in student loans, nearly broke me. I want to be just about right at the end of the year for taxes. No big windfall, because that's like lending the government money, but no big payment due either. And then I took the advice of my first financial planner, and he straightened everything out. I'd lost some tax advantages specific to my state because the first guy was so bad, but at least I was back on track. But then I learned more about wealth management. I found that my accountant was more of a historian. He would only do my taxes based on what had already occurred, rather than having an accountant who would speak to me each year about how to do things in the most tax advantageous way, like wealthy people do, because they've been taught that way. Now, you can take the short course I created on assembling your financial team, but if you talk to people who trust, that you trust, who have financial situations that you aspire to, and yes, that means that you have to be willing to talk about money. Interview the accountants they recommend and see how it feels. If you like them and they're your style, try them out. So here's my checklist again for your review for your taxes. Level one, the great tax document roundup. Gather all those pesky tax documents from K-1s to W-2s and the elusive 1099s and sort them into the neatest pile you've ever seen. Think of it like sorting your kid's laundry, but way more profitable. Here's your pro tip. Find a cozy nook in your home where these documents can live rent-free or go full spy mode and scan them into your computer for safekeeping. Use that post office box like I recommended. And remember, snapping a pic with your phone is like creating your own financial horcrux. It's magic. Level two, the don't forget me calendar craze. Whip out that calendar and circle April 15th, 2024 with the biggest, boldest marker you have. This date is like the final boss in your tax prep game. The day your 2023 individual tax return, gift tax return, and IRA contributions must be heroically submitted. And for the quarterly warriors, don't forget to armor up for the first installment of your 2024 estimated taxes. Boss level for business owners, if you're rocking the business world, March 15th is your mini boss battle for partnership and S-corporation returns. C-corporations, you've got until April 15th. And if you need a power-up, grab that six-month extension like it's a lifeline. But just make sure you pay what you owe. Um, level three, let's talk about the donation documentation derby. Did you generously donate to charity? Kudos to you. Keep those donation receipts until um, under 250 as your trophies. For anything more generous, secure that thank you note from the charity like it's a golden ticket. And for the treasure trove of items you've donated, a photo diary plus a receipt equals a tax-deductible masterpiece. Minigame, the kitty credit challenge. Got a mini you earning some cash? If they satch away more than $13,850 or have a tiny treasure chest of investment income over $1,250, they might just have to file their own little tax return. It's never too early to teach them the joys of tax season. Bonus round, retirement rush. 
It's the dash to stash cash in your retirement accounts. You have until April 15th to pack away those dollars into your IRA. The cap's at $6,500 or $7,500 if you're a fabulous 50 or more. It's like adding a level to your financial fortress. And the final challenge, the extension estimation. Need a time turner for your tax filing? If you're filing an extension, remember it's like asking for extra time on a test. You still got to pay what you owe. So crunch those numbers, and if you owe some gold to Uncle Sam's coffers, make sure it's sent by April 15th. No procrastination potions allowed here. So there you have it, a roadmap to conquering tax season. Remember, it's all about preparation, knowledge, and sometimes a little help from our friends, be they digital, professional, or both. Remember, you're not just filing taxes, you're setting the stage for a prosperous future. And remember, I'm a physician, not a tax planner or financial person. So this is what has worked for me and things I've learned over the years. Make sure you talk to your own financial planner. Thank you for joining me on Single Mom MD. I'm so glad that you're listening to the podcast. I can't wait to hear how you tackled this tax season. And until next time, here's to thriving, not just surviving, in our journey as single mom physicians and other mom executives. for joining us for this episode of Single Mom MD. When you think of additional topics that you would like covered on this podcast, contact me via social media at Single Mom MD. To join the Single Mom MD community, click on the link below for regular engagement and personalized attention to your questions. We look forward to welcoming you into this community where courses and coaching renew your mindset and can change your life. Pick up our article, Genius Things to Do on Sunday for a successful week at work at singlemommd.org backslash mom.